to be able to have a book like this that you can bring out and talk with your kid about so they can express their feelings. Because I think as tweens, they don't know that they can share everything with their parents. They don't want to disappoint their parents. They don't want to let their parents down. And parents don't always know the questions to voice to understand what's going on with their kids. Hey, it's Billy. I'm glad you're here. On today's episode of Start Small, Believe Big, we get to hear how to have hope in overcoming the anxieties bombarding our lives with author Karis Snyder. Karis is a Christian communicator who shares the hope of God through speaking, writing, coaching, and leading worship. She's the author of Anxiety Elephants 31-Day Devotional and Anxiety Elephants for Tweens Devotional. Her passion comes forth as she shares from her experiences of overcoming anxiety, depression, fear, and shame. Karis desires, that's hard to say with all those S's, desires to help people of all generations see their value and worth through the eyes of the Lord. More with Karis in a minute, but first I want to thank you for listening. All of the Start Small Believe Big episodes, my social media links and email are on my website, billyjouse.com. I would love to hear from you. You can also find links to all of Karis's books and how to stay in touch with her in the show notes. Now, Let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. Welcome, Karis. Hi, friend. I'm so excited you're here. I just, the one thing I want to start off with is I love your title, Anxiety Elephants. How'd you come up with that? And tell us a little bit more about your first devotional. Yeah, yeah. So um, I started out several years ago speaking with women's groups and just traveling around and sharing my story of just where I I was at. I, you know, super involved in church, worship leader, a, a leader with women's groups, and so at that time I didn't believe anxiety and depression were real. And my advice, my encouragement would be, you know, try harder, pray harder, read your Bible more, suck it up, buttercup. You know, that's where I met people at. And then the anxiety and depression almost took my life. And I realized this is heavy. This is very real. And we need to be talking about it. And there's hope. And so as uh, the Lord allowed me to share and to speak, I would give the visual that anxiety felt like an elephant sitting on my chest this heavy weight that as hard as I tried to push by myself, I could not get it off on my own. And so for those who felt anxiety, they were like, yes, this is exactly what that feels like. And then for those who had never really dealt with anxiety, they were like, oh, I get it. I get what you're saying. And so that's kind of where that title, Anxiety Elephants, came from, just to give people that visual of this is how heavy anxiousness can feel. And this is why I feel paralyzed and can't can't move, can't function, can't think sometimes. Yeah. It's such a good visual because it is such a large animal. And those of us that have experienced that anxiety, it is truly a visual we understand and we know that weight. Um, Tell me about your first devotional. You came out with the first devotional. Was that in reaction to what you were hearing the women question and what they were going through with their anxiety that that devotional was to speak into their lives? Yeah, yeah. So um, 
when I would go, when I would travel and, and speak and encourage them, they would ask me, do you have any materials? Do you have any resources? Do you have a book? And I kind of scoffed at that. I was like, no, I'm not a writer. I'm just, you know, a speaker. Writing was not like on my top 10 things, you know, to do in my life, you know. And then God just began again to say, I, I want you to Right. I want you to put this down. And yeah. I don't know, Billy, if you've ever argued with God, but if you have, you know, we never win. Then be nah, you know, never argue with God. I just make <laughs> him laugh at me every day. <laughs> yes, I've argued with God. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, as Moses would say, pardon your servant, Lord, but... Yeah. You know, I had that conversation with him and it started out, honestly, as this little 10 day booklet and a friend of mine here in Alabama, she owns a small store. She said, um, if you print it, I'll sell it. And I was like, you're going to sell a 10 day devotional. She said, yes, ma'am. hundred percent. People are always looking for things on anxiety. And so I went through Canva and created it, designed it. Here's this 10 day devotional. We printed the devotional with a local printer here in town and we just did like 50 and then we headed to Disney World like we were gone. And so within 48 hours, all those were sold out. Wow. And so God was like, trust me and just keep going. And so then after that 10 day devotional, they said, when are you going to write more? And I was like, well, I was committed to 10. I don't know how many more days you guys, you know, want, but just through a lot of prayer And God guiding me, the 31-day devotional came about, and I ended up going to a writer-speaker conference in July. It was July of 2019, and met some people, and they really got behind the message, you know, that we were wanting to write. And the book was released December 17th, 2019, and then 2020. Wow. Wow. God and His Time, you know, it was a self-published book. And God in his timing knew the anxiety that was going to cripple, I feel like, our world, you know, yeah. it wasn't, it was just people who had never even dealt with anxiety are now facing it in, in, in really hard ways. And so God just began to, to use that book and to allow me to just share my story. And it, it's always so encouraging to me when we share our stories and people say, me too. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not alone. And then for them to see, hey, if God can help her through and get her to the other side and he's not mad at her and he still wants to use her, he can do that for me. And for them to see the hope, I I just, you know, that's that's what's so powerful to me to see the hope that that you're not done. You're not finished because you have this struggle. Let's go pick up God's word and see all the people with all their struggles. Yeah. And that's who God wanted to use because that's who he could really shine through and work through the most. So that's kind of a little back story, behind the scenes story of how the first yeah. devotional came about. Yeah. That is awesome. And now we're celebrating that your newest devotional is a tween devotional yes. for tween girls and tween boys. I just... I, when we think about kids and anxiety, it's more and more prevalent these days, more and more so. Life is hard. Life is different. 
life can get out of control in kids' minds. And I just love that you're going to be pouring in to these kids in these devotionals. Tell me a little bit about it. How did you structure the tween devotionals different than the adult devotionals? And is there a an aspect in it that this is a devotional that the kids don't just do on their own, but mom and dad can walk through with them? Yeah. Yeah. So very interesting. My own children came to me <clears throat> after the adult book was done. And I had been speaking in the school, you know, talking to them about anxiety coping skills. And I said, mom, will you write a book with words like this that we can understand? Yeah. And God used them really in my life to say, hey, let's equip them now. Yeah. Let's build these coping skills, these biblical coping skills in them now. So when they're adults, they're going to be much further ahead than what we were. And so after they came to me and I just, you know, I realized that, that God was using them, you know, we begin to work on this devotional and it is a 90 day devotional. And it's written a lot like the adult one. It has, you know, a scripture focus and then the text to go in there uh, talking about that scripture, but they're shorter. And I share a lot of stories from my own childhood where that anxiety was prevalent, but we just didn't know that that's what it was. And uh, my youngest daughter, she's nine. She's amazing. And she's been reading it. And she, uh, she said, mom, you failed your driver's license test? And I was like, <laughs> I did. And she was laughing and she loved it. But I mean, for so I share like things like that about test anxiety, like in the book, you know, for your, for your listeners, I remember, y'all may remember your driver's license test too. The lady told me, turn left, go <laughs> left to the course. And I heard her say it, but my brain said, run. And I turned right onto the highway. <laughs> She's yelling. I'm crying. We both thought we were going to die, but it was fine. It was okay. And so my daughter, you know, she loved that. And she said, the next time you come to our school, will you tell that story? That's awesome. And so, you know, just telling stories like that, that kids can relate to and see, yeah. we, we don't have, we're not going to be perfect. We are going to make mistakes. Like it's going to happen. And I think that takes some pressure off of them. There is so much pressure on our kids. Yeah. Yeah. So just to do that. And, you know, in, in this book, they, they read it. And then there is an action step, which is called a stomp step. By the way, I love that. I loved the stomp steps because it just brings it down to a level of, I've got this. Like, I, you know, I don't know. There was, when I saw stomp steps, I'm like, yeah, yeah. let's do yeah. it. You yeah, know? It empowers them. You know, when yeah. your, your tweens, they're these eight to 12-year-olds. Some of them are visual. And so when you read the word stomp, you know, that means to take an action, like you're yes. doing the stomping. You're, you know, and that's a power. This is not just a tiptoe. This is like a power step, you know? And so that's what that was about. And then each one, by the way, there is a boy version and a girl right. version because right. um, they need to have their own. And boys sometimes get, they get the short end of the stick sometimes. So we really wanted them to have their own, but there's a journaling page where they can write, they can draw. What did I learn? What am I, what's making me feel anxious? You know, those type things. And, and some of the days really encourage them to talk to adults, try to normalize going to talk to a counselor, going to talk to a doctor, especially if you're dealing with a lot of serious, you know, 
mental issues, making that normal for them, you know, and even just having some some fun and, and how you deal with that anxiety. So we just try to take those different, you know, perspectives and just trying to help them look at it in different yeah. ways. But the great thing about the book, like you said, Billy, parents can go through this book with them. Right. It's it's written to the tween. And, and that was on purpose because I did right. know there would be tweens that would read this with their parents and that would give them words to say to the parents, to say this. Right. This is what I felt. This is what I'm going through. Yeah. Then there are going to be tweens that read it. They don't have that support system, but they can still read it and understand it on their own. And yeah. then also for churches, if they wanted to use it as curriculum, mm. you can do that. You can take it and you can use it as curriculum, help your kids have those hard, real conversations that we need yeah. to have. We got to yeah. put that faith in the mental part together. And so, um, and there's even in the beginning of the book, I reached out and did a survey. I don't know if you saw the- um, I did. Actually, that was one of the questions I wanted to talk to you about because in the, if I hope it's the same thing we're talking about is your explanation of anxiety symptoms. Yes. I loved that because how many of us, when we were tweens or teenagers, just knew we were having certain feelings, but didn't know the words to put to it or didn't understand that that's quite normal. We all feel anxious. It's yeah. sitting in that anxiety and in those, you know, those anxiety symptoms. I just was like, I love this because you are empowering the kids to be able to verbalize their feelings, their symptoms, what they're going through. So please talk more about that. Yeah. So when I was writing the book, I actually reached out to parents to do this survey. I said, I want you to go ask your tween, what are some things that they feel when they feel this anxiousness inside, this nervousness inside? Yeah. And so this is what they came back with, you know, like headaches, stomach aches, um, sweaty palms, rapid heart rate. They can't breathe really good. They, they can't go to sleep at night because their thoughts, you know, are going around in their head. Um, fidgeting being afraid, you know, these uncontrollable outbursts of anger or, yeah. or sadness. And I was looking to see, and then, you know, having all of these words in their head, but they don't know how to say it out loud, yeah. you know, and even some of them mentioned difficulty in, in sports and in uh, talking in front of people. But a lot of the parents, it was so interesting. They came back to me and they said, thank you, because I had no idea this is why my my child, my tween was doing all these things, was having these stomach aches and these headaches. And it led to more in-depth conversations because they just thought they were just acting out or they just thought they were making it up, but they yeah. weren't. Like there was more to it. And so that made me very grateful to see another layer of conversations were able to happen because the parents asked the question, yeah. you know, yeah. what do you feel? Um, and so it was very interesting to see that most of those symptoms that they said, that was the, what the majority of the kids said. So yeah. I think that's helpful too, to know for, for our tweens, it's not just happening to them. They're not the only one dealing with those symptoms. There are other tweens everywhere dealing with the same thing they are. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think it's really good, Karis, you just said that, you know, you're giving a voice to the kids, to their parents. I just want to encourage parents. You're not doing anything wrong. You're not failing as a parent if you don't understand everything that's going on with your kid. But to be able to have a book like this that you can bring out and talk with your kid about so they can express their feelings, because I think as tweens, They don't know that they can share everything with their parents. They don't want to disappoint their parents. They don't want to let their parents down. And parents don't always know the questions to voice to understand what's going on with their kids. So I think that's one of the things I got out of your book. I don't have tweens anymore. (laughs) They mine are way older than that. But it was really one of those books that I feel like I can tell all my friends about that have kids that are tweens to say, hey, listen, here's a really great book to be able to share with your child and start some harder conversations to understand where are they in this anxiety world, in this anxious world. So I think that was a thing that I really got out of your book was this is such a grand resource, not only for kids that don't have uh, the support, but for parents that just don't know how to start that conversation. That's right. That's good. You know, a lot of times as parents, we want to be able to fix things. And if we can't fix it, then we don't talk about it because we don't, we don't know what to do. And I love that you said they're, they're not failing. We're not failing. You know, we're, we're trying, we're seeking the Lord. And I think too, that helps kids to see and take some of that pressure again, off that anxiety off. It's okay to not have the answers. Yeah, it's okay to not know. Um, and, and so I, I agree with your sentiment, you know, for parents to know that's okay. We're, we're walking through this together, even with my own kids. You know, sometimes your own kids, they don't want to listen to you. They want to listen to another yeah. book. So sometimes yeah. you can have that confirmation of those are some things that I've heard mom and dad say. So now that makes sense, you know, and, and even for us to not panic, to just take that deep breath with them and allow them to say, what they need to say to know it's a safe place and it's okay and no judgment is going to come afterwards. I think, you know, they're building that, that relationship, you know, with us because they're going from this place of being kids to want to tell us everything about their day, everything that's happening in their life, moving into being a teen where they're not really sure what can I tell mom and dad where they're not going to freak out. They're not going to panic. And I can continue to have those conversations. Like they're, they're in that in between. Right. And you're also giving them biblical guidance. This isn't just a fluff book of feel, like you said earlier, feel better, suck it up, buttercup. No, this is a good, strong biblical guidance that these kids and these parents can take and use and have conversations around even in the future. It takes some of that. You know, I often look at the Bible scriptures that I read and I'm like, thank you, Lord. You just took all the pressure of the world off my shoulders. It's not all about me, right? And so I thank you. This is this book is, I think, a really, really good resource for parents and um, for the tweens. A question I have for you. What are some scriptures that you truly rely on when you're feeling anxious? What are some of those go-to scriptures for you? Yeah. So um, Psalms 94:19 is my screensaver. And it says, when anxiety is great within me, your comfort brought me joy. Mm-hmm. And I love it because it says when anxiety. Yeah. Um, that one really is one that I lean on. I think it is um, 
Philippians 4, 8, that tells us what to think on, what is true, what is holy, to have those what is thoughts, you know, if you get, sometimes we get into the what ifs, what if this happens, what if that happens? Well, Philippians 4, 8 tells us to think on what is true. That one is really helpful. Um, I was looking up Psalms 91, especially when I, sometimes I still get afraid at night. When I was a kid, I would get afraid. So yeah. Psalms 91, 91, 11 is one that really helps me because it reminds me that his angels are, are watching over me and protecting yeah. me. And then um, I was going to say one more. Um, Mark 14 verses 34 is when Jesus goes to the garden of Gethsemane. And even Jesus says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. To know that my Savior understands, he understands that overwhelming feeling, and to see that he was honest with those disciples that he brought in a little closer with him, but then he went and he prayed to his Abba, Father, and he said, if this cup can pass for me, yet not what I will, your will be done. To see that he could be honest with God and to know that I, that I can too. Like yeah. I find so much peace in knowing that Jesus understands the overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah. He is amazing, isn't he? <laughs> I can go. I'm like, Whew, that's good. Preach girl. Let's go. Yeah. It's really good. Thank you for sharing those scriptures that are so close to your heart to, you know, in overcoming anxiety. And I, I think the thing that we all need to realize is we're all going to have anxious moments. It's not getting stuck there. It's finding a way to Jesus through it all. So thank so you. Good. Um, one last question for you, and this is a question that I'd like to ask people that come on to the show, uh, and I didn't give you a prompt to it, so if you need a second, let me know. <laughs> it's not that hard. What small beginning did you resist only to let go and allow God to take you where he desired? I think that's a great question. I love that. Um, Thank you. I go back to that 10-day devotional. To that, um, I resisted writing the ten-day devotional because I didn't think there was no way, no way God can use me, no way He wants me to write this. I didn't go to school to be a writer. I didn't go to school to communicate like this. Why would He pick me? Uh, lots of questions, lots of uh, imposter syndrome, lots of what if it's rejected? What if it fails? What if I fall on my face? Um, and yet, every step of the way, God was always there. And he said, just trust me, just trust me. I know what I'm doing. I know it makes absolutely no sense and it never will, but just trust me. And it was as if he reminded me, didn't you want to know that you weren't alone? Mm -hmm. Didn't you want to know that somebody else was walking this path and they made it to the other side? And so I think just seeing him there and, and feeling his presence in a way I had never felt before. Yeah. And having to trust him, I would say that. Wow. That's really, really good. Isn't it amazing how our self-limiting thoughts can stop us? Yeah. But it never stops God. It never stops him. And when we say yes to him and take that one small step of faith, it's like the doors open and his blessings pour out. Not that you're completely healed of whatever it is you're, you're dealing with, whatever obstacle you're trying to overcome in that moment. But God shows you the way. And when you give in to him and his desires, his will, not our will, but his will, it's amazing to me how he overwhelms us with such blessings. So 
Anyway, thank you. That was a great answer. I really enjoyed that. And thank you, Karis, for being on the Start Small, Believe Big podcast. I've really enjoyed this. Uh, thank you for having me. I just, I love talking with you, Billy. It's just well, such a natural conversation and you just, you just allow God to move and just his presence to flow. And I just thank you for that. Thank you. And everyone, all of the links to stay in touch with Kara's and to her books will be in the show notes. And before anyone goes, I want to tell you about my new book, Distraction Detox, Remove Emotional Barriers, Restructure Priorities, Realize God's Best. In Distraction Detox, we learn to get rid of those self-limiting thoughts. And by the way, Karis, this wasn't a plug into my book. You just automatically made me think I about love this. This is perfect. Yes. But we replace them with truth and that brings peace. And in that book, we also create a plan to step into our purpose. You can find the links to order the books in the show notes and also all of Karis's. So make sure you go down and see that. I pray this podcast has encouraged you to allow Jesus to work in and through your life, one step, decision, and action at a time. Thank you for joining us today on the Start Small, Believe Big podcast. Now, Let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. Be blessed, my dear friends. Until next time.